Okay, where to? M4-78? Is that a planet? <sighs> what? It's a droid planet! So? How can I explain this? It's a droid planet! That doesn't explain anything. Oh, I think it does. So it's a planet full of droids? It's also in the middle of nowhere, not on most star maps, and the local life does not exist because they're all droids. So in other words, no nightlife, no shops, and worst of all, no bars. I'm sure it's not that bad. Oh, it's worse. Everything is by the book and it takes forever to process. Will you look at that? It's not in the map database. Uh-huh. Well, let's get going. Sooner we get there, the longer it'll take. Huh? You'll see. M4-78, this is Recon Specialist, over. Hello there. How can I help you today? Over. Thought you said this was a droid planet. It was. I mean, it is. I mean, I don't know. M4-78, we have freight ready for unloading. Where should we dock? Over. Looks like landing bay 4 is free. Park it when you can. Over and out. I am not going to like this one bit. How may I be of service? Um, is your master in? Can I say master? It's a tin can! It doesn't have any feelings! Correct, meat sack. I do not have feelings. What did it call me? The master can see you now. Fellas, the new shipment of droid parts? Seems so. Your reputation precedes you. Uh, seems so. You guys seem a little off. If you were a droid, I would have you checked. Sorry, we... or I was told that this was a droid planet. We were not expecting humans. The place was a mess before I got here. Machines running machines. They even tried to send in a manufacturer from FFG to correct the system. FFG? Functional factory gadgets. Hmm, that's catchy. After multiple reprogrammings, we were able to get the planet under control. I can even run the planet remotely from a new program I created. Works from any console, as long as you have access. Honestly, that sounds amazing. We could use some droids to help with some of the loading. No, thank you. Maybe even one that could pilot my ship. Hey! Oh, hello there. This is Patrick Patrick. And I'm Padre. Welcome to Recon Specialist TV, where we game casual today. I mean, you might know him. You might know of him. You've probably come across his path and not even known it. Uh, he has created the AI system for TTS, Fly Casual, 
Heroes of Victoria Cluster, Flight Group Alpha. I could keep going because his system is basically what drives most of us casuals when we are stuck at home and really want to play some X-Wing and can't. But there is an enormous AI system out there for every faction, for every ship, and it keeps on growing. And I'm not going to lie, it keeps on getting better. Uh, I mean, but who better than to explain it away than the man himself, Joe Maslati. I just screwed up the name, didn't I? Um, you, you didn't, you said it, you said it well. Um, one, one like nitpicky thing there is like, I don't do anything with TTS or the original Hotak and stuff. Um, I just package it into the app, the AI. Oh, I know. But like, it's your AI that is basically being, or it's driving those ships to fly. I mean, I know you're not creating the coding to input it into that, but it's your system is not. For TTS, that's just based off of like the Hotak um, and the Flight Group Alpha stuff, which is which is what mine does as well. So like, we're but we're all built from Hotak and Flight Group Alpha. Exactly. So I I mean, you have the the system on the app for your phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you create the paper version? No, no, I didn't. Okay. So, but like, you built it off of that. You implemented it into the app. But, like, that's what I use for when I play Flight Group Alpha, Hotac. Okay, cool. And um, I, so who put the one into Fly Casual? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just want to make sure, like, I don't want to take credit for, for creating the original AI or, or TTS or any, Fly Casual or anything. We're, we're all basing it off of the original Hotac and the original Flight Group Alpha stuff. Oh, okay. So... That actually raises even more better questions. Good. So if Good. I fly, if I'm flying the paper version, and then I have your X-wing app on the phone, those are two different systems. That's why sometimes one acts real okay, and the other one's super wonky. Depends which one's acting wonky. No, <laughs> no, well, no um, it's wonky. It's the other guys. I mean, this is the great. This is the great questions because. I don't like the paper version. It makes a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> no offense <laughs> to the paper version people. <laughs> um, no, so they, they, they're, it's based off of the paper version. There are some tweaks that I added and some rules that I ignored that didn't make sense. But it's for the, for the Hotak and the Flight Group Alpha stuff, it's like pretty, it should be pretty to the T. Oh, perfect. All right. So let's, uh, for the people who don't know, even the people who do know, so you've created an, an app within your phone. You can download it. It's called X-Wing AI. Um, I have it. It's what I use. So explain to everyone, what does that app or AI actually do? Yeah. So there's a ton of like open source style, like uh, artificial intelligence, flight control type stuff for these, the X-Wing game, um, Flight Group Alpha, Heroes of the Atoru Cluster, and all of those have their own little ways of like dealing with ships and how they work. The app that I publish for, for iPhone is kind of like an amalgamation of all of those AI systems into just like one place to control everything. And you know, you, you punch in you know, your fleet, you punch in the enemy's fleet, and then you just go through it and say, okay, you know, this A-wing is up next. What does that do? Then the this ship goes, what does that ship do? And it keeps track of all of the enemy ships, it keeps track of their hull, their shield, and it kind of just like gives you a way to automate a lot of all that, you know, the paper diagrams. And the reason I built it for myself was to play solo without any other thing, anything else. 
Nice. How long have you been working on this app or AI? I, I just looked at this this morning. I started development on this in 2016. Oh, that's is, five years ago. Does everyone feel old yeah. yet? <laughs> which is like crazy. Um, that took about two months to get the first version out, which was like super bare bones. Like it, it didn't even manage your fleet. It was just, you know, you click a ship, you get their result. Really, really simple. It didn't do your actions. It didn't manage your hull, your shield or anything. And it was only for, you know, X-Wing version one. I don't think two was out yet at that point. So it was just really, really simple and kind of like solved the itch that I had to, to play solo. And then X-Wing, you know, second edition came out. I started working on the second version of the app in May of 2020. And a few months later was able to release like the, the first version of, of the second edition. And then that added all of like the really exciting stuff, like, you know, HOTAC compatibility, flight group alpha, alpha compatibility. Um, I think every ship in the game minus like two huge ships at that point was released. And then a couple months ago, I started working on Android, which which the beta is available, but, um, you know, not ready for the App Store just yet. Okay. So for you people that are interested in, you know, why isn't on this phone yet? And it, he's working on it. It takes time, people. Oh, God. It, trust me. I'm in computers to try and program it in one and then try to move it over to the other is nigh impossible. It's basically building it from the ground up. Correct, Joe? Yeah, it's that's a really good way to put it. The The only stuff that I can, like, share between them is the actual, like, data. Yeah. So, like, the, <laughs> like I have this, like, huge file that's, like, 35,000 lines of just, like, markup. And that is essentially all of the AI. So it has every ship, it has every maneuver, it has every, you know, what which maneuver is difficult, which maneuver is simple. And then both apps now like read those and then all the code is separate besides that. So it's just all the lines of code I've written for the iPhone have to be completely reworked for Android. Yeah, I, I'm not going to, yeah. Uh, there is also a website, correct? Uh, that is um, not mine. That is also someone else's. And I believe that that website, that's like the x-wing-ai one or something, um, that was built off of another version, which was like the original AI. And that one, I think, pretty recently just added um, Hotax support as well. So if you have a desktop com desktop computer and don't want to use your phone, you can definitely use that, that version. Interesting. So none of you guys communicate or uh, you don't know who's who? So I communicate with the Hotak guy who uh, fairly regularly when he really releases something new and the flight group alpha folks, anytime they release anything new, I, you know, I make sure to get it in the app as soon as possible. I don't have any communication with um, the person who runs the X-Wing website, the X-Wing AI website, but I've used that to model a lot of my stuff. So very grateful for, for them and have a little thank you in the app for them as well. Yeah, when you have to to do the updates and things like that, how, I mean, I'm not a computer guy. I, I'm I, I don't play one on TV, and I never will be a computer guy. But it always interests me is that you computer gurus can build this stuff and can produce this stuff. How much time, say per week or per month or however, are you devoting to this this labor of love of yours? It, it definitely varies. Like if a new wave comes out, I'm working on it fairly regularly until I can get something, you know, to test. 
in between waves, there's not much work to do because it's kind of feature complete at this point. I'm, I'm always looking for new ideas and, and ways to improve the AI, but it's mostly waiting for a new wave to come out or working on you know, getting the Android version ready. Uh, nowadays, it's it's kind of hard to judge because it's so it, it's so like you know comes in waves. But when I was working on the version two, like reworking it to work with second edition, I was spending like a quarter of my time, like full time job probably. Okay. Oh, so it's a fair amount of hours a week. Yeah, because I'm I'm totally independent. Like I work for myself. I'm self employed, and this is you know one of those things that you know helps <laughs> helps pay the bills. So doing this like during my full-time job is is really amazing because I can dedicate the time during you know work hours instead of having to worry about it over the weekends and stuff yeah, Robert and I know what it's like to have two full-time jobs <laughs> unfortunately we're not making much of a living off it I'll tell you that much right now <laughs> oh man we're trying though we are we're trying to make something out of nothing which apparently is hard to do uh, yes I, I I know how at least for us, I mean, we're, it's, it's almost as if it's baby steps and you grow not necessarily by feet or yards, but it's by inches. And is, is that the same for you with your app? Has it been, is it kind of like a snowball rolling downhill as it does it gain more traction as it keeps going? Are you getting more hits off of it or more people using it? Yeah, it's, it feels like it's a really slow, steady climb, which is, okay really awesome like it's almost entirely organic growth i don't market it very much on my own besides telling the facebook groups that a new version is released um and keeping people updated on on the android app there but other than that there's like i have a website and i get some google hits but really it's people that like find about it on facebook or they tell a friend about it or they hear about it on a podcast and, and you know and download it and you know, I get I get like a, a couple new users every day, which is super exciting to see that pop up. And it's just like, it's perfect because I can just watch that steadily grow and, and watch the audience get bigger and bigger without having to worry about, you know, like paid advertising or things that aren't exciting or fun to do to have to really grow something big. And this just becomes like a fun little, you know, side part of everything that it's really enjoyable to work on and like and like you know interact with the community and and see everyone how excited they are with, with it all the time. Now, may I ask how many users you have now? Or um, I don't know off the top of my head exactly how many users, but I think it's in in terms of like free people, you know, like everyone that that can just download the app. Uh, let's see here. I can pull that up in a quick second if you don't mind. Well, but it's somewhere not... in like the in like the hundreds of people are using it every month. So okay. my follow-up question is how many, uh, instead of saying, you know, uh, how many people, how many more than you thought would poss be possible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So this is, this is super interesting. Uh, I have, so for the iPhone app, I have just under 500 people using it every month. Wow. Yeah. I'm one okay. included <laughs> right here. <laughs> Which is, okay. That's which cool. is like which is like 500 more people than I ever expected to use this thing to be honest. There you go. That's what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're like, "Ah, maybe like 20, maybe 40 people use this, you know, those real diehard AI people and then all of a sudden it hits like 100, then 200 and you're like, "Okay, gaining steam. Interesting." <laughs> 
and now you're getting demands it's like hey when's this ship getting out you're like i'm working on it damn it no you're, you're absolutely right and you know those numbers vary between which source i check whatever but if i have 450 people using it this month like 449 of them are, are new and exciting to me because i kind of ex built this for myself and it's just grown from people asking for new features and, and new new ships coming out and new ai being released that i can incorporate in some way and it's it's been a really fun journey oh amazing all right so now it like into adding new ships and testing them so you said mm -hmm. like other people are creating the ai and then you're looking at that and incorporating into yours or are you creating your own on newer ships it's kind of a mix okay so are people feeding off of what you create as well that's a good question if anyone is they haven't told me <laughs> you know which <laughs> Which, which is if they are, that's totally fine. Um, but most of the interaction or like the creation of the AI is if I find Flight Group Alpha or, or Hotec has released something, I'm going to use theirs. Theirs is you know by far the best. Sean does an amazing job with all of that stuff. And if, they're, if they don't have one or they haven't done that ship yet, I'll see what people are talking about. Like, oh, is this ship, you know, meant to work in some way because of its dial? Or does this ship have a really cool new ability that I want to incorporate into the AI and like see what people are working around? And then I'll use some other tools that will like the X-Wing AI website help, is a helpful resource to see what they're doing and then kind of play around with it on my own and see if it makes sense. See if anything needs to be tweaked, seeing if the actions make sense or the priority of the actions make sense. But most of it really comes down to recreating that paper AI that you've seen probably a thousand times, you know, the, the green and the red <laughs> and the semicircle. Yes. <laughs> and just, yeah. yeah, like drawing that, like, you know, over and over again until I have one that really makes sense based on the new dial. I'm, okay. This is what's so interesting to me because when I, like, before we started, like, you know, I see the paper version, the AI version, the, like, I always thought, there are people that are creating it in separate little droves, but I thought that it was feeding into basically one river. And I think that's somewhat correct because I'm sure people are seeing your stuff and then copying it. And then you're seeing their stuff and copying it. That's why a lot of this stuff is very similar, but then you can see definitely some creative differences once you get into the paper version versus the website versus your app version. Which... Yeah, exactly. We all kind of differentiate in our own ways. My my goal with the app is to make it as easy as possible to understand and to use. So some of the the rules or that are like a little bit hard to understand for Flight Group Alpha, I reworded or tweaked in just the slightest way to just streamline it a little more. And then the same goes for things like, you know, when when you execute a red maneuver, don't take a stress token, just don't do the action. Uh, that was what the rules used to be. And now that we have simple maneuvers in the AI and, and the whole um, option to check if the ship is stressed first, so they will perform a simple maneuver, um, just removes that entirely. Now the AI ships act more like a human-controlled ship would, which just makes it really easy, you know, much easier to manage without having to check the rules every time a ship does something. Yeah, I think that's my favorite part is that it clears its own stress with the blue maneuver. Instead mm -hmm. of it just saying, no, it's not stressed, it's it's an AI, and it's like, that's not really fair, that's not X-Wing rules, um, especially if I'm a ship that would, you know, uh, I guess, be better if you were stressed as an AI, because, you know, you know I, even though Asajj isn't a thing, 
if her ability all of a sudden made it into the game of Flight Group Alpha or Hotag, it's like, I would like you to be stressed. Is that possible? No, <laughs> I'm an AI. I don't get stressed. It's like, we could. That That's the great thing. It's This thing's evolving on, you guys, of course, are helping, but it's almost like it's evolving on its own to where it's becoming an, an actual AI. Exactly. And and you hit on a really interesting point there. It's like, if Asajj was in Flight Group Alpha or Hotak, and like, well, a big audience of my game don't actually use those campaigns. They only play against like, you know, they, they grab their, their son or their daughter and they play against the computer, so to speak. And they just throw a bunch of ships on the table and fight against them and, and see who, you know, the last person standing. And that's where the AI really shines in that it handles every single ship and you're able to play against it even if there wasn't an AI available for it before. And you can just throw maybe one of those like quick build cards out and you're just, you're good to go. You can just start playing and firing lasers and getting on the board as quickly as possible. Yeah, so far my daughter I think is four and one. I've lost four times and only beat her once because she just said, Dad, I don't want to play anymore. I said, okay. Yeah, that's because <laughs> she's smarter than you. <laughs> it's because I give her the AI. The AI just does her maneuvers for her. But she's deciding her actions, and yes, she kicks my butt on the regular. So <laughs> the AI does help a lot uh, in that aspect because, you know, kids can't really do the maneuvers themselves just yet. They don't understand that this maneuver is uh, a little bit better because you can barrel roll out of it or boost. The AI does all that form. You just tell them, okay, now you get to shoot me. Oh, you rolled four hits. Oh, you're killing me. And they laugh and giggle, and then they throw your ship. Um, but it's... <laughs> yeah. I like that's what we always have said to people. If you have little kids, they want to play. You're like, ugh. Like, I know you don't understand this game, but this AI system, it'll help both of you because it'll also keep the game moving quickly and it'll give your kid the opportunity to actually play the game with you without having to figure out every aspect of the game to make it somewhat competitive. Yeah, exactly. I, um, I have a little boy due in June, which is super exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Goodness. And, you know, as soon as uh, he can hold a, a ship in his hands, he's going to be given that AI. <laughs> okay. and, you know. I tell you right now, as soon as he can show, uh, have a ship in his hands, you will have a ship that flies across your room. Yes. <laughs> Oh. And I'm sure a, a ship that is very wet as well as he takes yeah. it out of his mouth. Oh, and you'll definitely notice where ships' weak points are because yeah. <laughs> my kids have found all the weak points and I've yeah. definitely figured out how to repair those ships as well. And and I would have to say probably... Mm, I'd, I'd say the Millennium Falcon is best for a chew toy mm. uh, because they can really get their mouth across it really nice and it feels good on their gums. So yeah, you're good there. Perfect. I think that, yeah, I think, like, the Falcon's the best. Well, the Resistance one, because, like, the the satellite's, like, suction cupped to, or, like, basically glued down. I think right. that's, like, the best ship to give to a small child. They almost, either that, or you give them a YV-666, because you always have, like, ten of those, and yeah. they can just break it, and who cares? Yeah. <laughs> that's at least what I, Dad, can I have the big one? <laughs> yeah, no, here, take the, I got, like, six of them, go ahead. Take all the YVs you want. Uh, another huge question, because I'm sure I'm in this, this, uh, group, what are the most common mistakes people make while using the app, uh, AI? The biggest mistake that I've seen that people email me about or ask on Facebook is like, when does something happen? And the biggest question that I get, or the biggest mistake that I see is that 
people play the AI game a little bit too much like a you know human versus human game, and they reveal all of the ship's maneuvers during the activation phase for the opponent. And what makes the AI very difficult to fight against is that you're supposed to reveal the maneuvers for each ship when they go on their turn order, you know, based on their pilot skill. That gives them a little bit extra time to see what's around them and to adjust their maneuver based on the current situation, not the situation that was that, you know, started the round, so to speak. And it makes them just a little bit more deadly and a little bit harder to avoid because they kind of have like, you know, they can see into the future a little bit almost. So when you're playing against uh, an AI, even, no matter what you know, scenario that you're playing, if all of a sudden they're I-6 and you're I-4, they don't choose the maneuver beforehand. They wait for you to move. Then they decide what maneuver they're doing based on your new position. Exactly. Yeah, because all the maneuvers are based on the closest ship to the AI. That's like your target. And right. if you've moved, you know, across their arc or something, they might totally change what they're going to do. They might, you know, K-turn back to you instead of, turn, you know, banking to the right or whatever, where you were. They'll actually line up to where you are, which is really, really frustrating to play against. But also, like I said, makes them super extra deadly. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> My, our group definitely complained about that when finally an AI ship had a higher initiative than they did. And I'm like, no, no, you guys have to move. Then they decide. And they're like, wait, that means they have perfect information. I'm like, welcome to HOTAC and Flight Group Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> the, the AI finally gets an advantage. Yeah, you didn't think it was going to be all easy, did you? Yeah, that's what's really fun when you get to those super high pilot skill levels, when the AI finally gets there, like at the later stage of the game or the campaign. You, you're fighting pilots that like are really good <laughs> and really hard to fight against. Yeah, especially when stacked with all those goody abilities. It's like, no, it gets to reroll uh, attack die, and then it just adds a crit, and then finally that evade you rolled, it just doesn't exist. So what'd you get? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a hit, hit, crit. Oh, darn, isn't that a damn shame? I like the AI yeah. when he wins, I'm sorry. Uh, Robert. I just like it when other people don't win. I, I just, you know, it's, it's better that way. I mean, when I'm playing, it's one thing, but when I'm the game manager and my players are being pains in the asses yeah you bet you all of a sudden it's all it's going to turn into expert mode yeah they deserve <laughs> it i hope they're Absolutely. listening <laughs> yeah because because you know it's not that we want them to die we want them to die horrifically yes all right since you've highlighted it and also changed it to red robert because i'm assuming that was you you may ask the next question <laughs> it's just got to be the most important question ever asked to you is have you thought about the ai dropping bombs i definitely have and i've definitely tried to work that into the ship actions phase of the ai and it just like it very quickly snowballs into something that is becomes very complicated because you have that perfect information and you want to drop the bomb in the right position uh or as a whole you know decision tree but then there's also the decision of like when should a ai drop a bomb and when you start to think about that like think about when you're a you know playing a normal game of x-wing all the decisions that you have to make of when you would drop a bomb normally and now multiply that by like 10 because you have to have them all written down on paper so i've fooled around with like okay an ai drops a bomb 
every single turn. Or you flip a coin and 50% of the time they drop a bomb, but the bomb is removed at the end of the round or something. And that is a little bit of a tangent from how you know normal X-Wing is played, but it does feel like it is a, a fairly good opportunity to kind of make them a little bit more fair without having to add all of this crazy logic of, is a ship behind you? Is it going forward? Is it going away from you? Is it going behind you? Um, into this bomb dropping logic. Uh, so the short of it is, yes, I've thought about it. And the long of it is I'm, I'm still working on it and trying to find something that works and is easy to understand and still fun, but challenging. Oh. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Trying to, as a human player, the, uh, the, the time to drop a bomb, when not to drop a bomb. Do I think I'm going to get him? Is he going to be doing this? Is he going to be doing... Dropping a bomb is not... You know, it's just like, oh, I think we're going to drop a bomb now. There's some serious thought going with it. And then if you want to add mines to that mix, that's a whole nother ball game right there. Uh, I would have to guess then that, you know, bomb dropping AI is is, is still, what, like three, four days away then? <laughs> yeah. Three, four days, sure. At least <laughs> two weeks. That's... <laughs> oh, I, I would love to see how one of the you know more advanced AIs that like the flight group alpha or the Hotech group would handle some sort of bomb dropping and and either you know use what they're doing or base something heavily off of that that is like I said the goal is always easy to use fun and challenging and sometimes you only can get two of those and bomb dropping is <laughs> you can only get one of them sometimes see, right this would be a good a good challenge if you developed it first and then all of a sudden everyone else started developing it after then you know that you were the reason and that everyone's just copying you so it would be proof in the pudding that's all i'm saying so i think we should get it developed we'll, we'll work on this i swear but um i mean the i always wanted to start simple with dropping bombs to where it's basically if an enemy is in or yeah, basically range one and closing basically then you would drop a bomb if there is a friendly ship range one behind you then you don't drop the bomb i would love to start like simple like that and see where it goes yeah. and if it runs into a situation to where oh, okay this actually does work can we build on it and see if it if it's a complete disaster and you're just bombing your own ai then it's like Okay, maybe not that simple. Maybe it is needs to be a little bit more complex. And then it would be different for bombs than mines, because mines, of course, are going to stay there. Then you're going to have to decide, okay, do the AI run over their own mines, or do they dodge them, or do they just ignore them and land on top of them? Yeah, that last question is something that I probably could have talked about earlier when the most common mistake, uh, swerving, is something that people always forget, but we can get into that in a minute. Oh, absolutely. The, if, I would love to hear, you know, any and all ideas and suggestions for bomb dropping. I already love that where it's just like, it's two rules. It's, are you, is someone closing? And is there no ship behind you? Drop a bomb if it's in range one. Those feel like really easy to like write out and implement. Um, but yeah, if you do any testing with that, or if anyone listening has any other crazy ideas for bomb dropping AI, definitely reach out to me. I'd, I'd love to hear what you're thinking. Oh, yes. I will definitely get your information to where they... Actually, do you want to give your information now on how to contact you, either email or social media, wherever? So if you go to xwing.app, there is a big contact button at the bottom, which will send me an email. 
if you don't want to do that, my email is joe at mazzalotti.com, which is probably very hard to spell, but it'll be in the show notes, I hope. Yes. And my Twitter is just at Joe Mazzalotti. So if you can know how to spell my last name, you can find me anywhere online. Absolutely. See? Easy. And I'm just going to put your name in the title and that's it. So people know. Easy to find. Perfect. You just mentioned swerving. A lot of the people who, when I play, uh, not against them, but even when I'm on their team and I'm rolling the die to figure out where the AI goes and it's like, okay, do the three bank. Uh, let's see if it fits. And it lands on a rock and they go, ha! And I go, no, I have to back it up. I now either have to do a three hard or a three forward or a two bank to see if it fits. And they're like, what? That's cheating. I'm like, it's an AI. It doesn't know the rock is there. <laughs> so you definitely yeah, want to explain it. It's not it like so... it can see. <laughs> if you could explain it so I don't feel like a bad person, that'd be great. Yeah, so swerving is actually where people make the most mistakes on because they don't either skip it, don't know it exists, or don't really understand it. The original swerve mechanic that was built into like Hotag V1 or whatever the first beta was that had it said that you look at the dial, sorry, you, you put your maneuver template on the, on the table, and if that would overlap with a obstacle, you swerve. And to swerve, you look at where that maneuver is on the dial for that ship, and you rotate it one to the left or one to the right. If one of those avoids all obstacles, you execute that maneuver instead. And that is a mouthful. <laughs> but yeah, like, it is. <laughs> in practice, it really just means look at the dial and you know pick one that's close to it, right? So the sort of mechanic has has kind of evolved over over the years, and now now it's more of like, can you perform a similar maneuver to get around that obstacle? So you know what you were saying before, can I do a a bank two instead of a bank three, or can I do a hard um, turn left instead of a, a bank left? And that's kind of where it gets a little bit again, more like harder to explain because it isn't so succinct and just like to the point. And, and swerving is something that I'm, if I were to revamp anything about the existing AI, it would, that would probably be where I start because there's a lot that I can do visually that's dynamic, you know, so showing the obstacle on the screen, showing the ship, showing the maneuver that's being executed, and then showing the two different options uh, could be really cool. And, and something that, you know, paper would have a hard time doing because they can't show the maneuver or know which one was selected and stuff like that. So that's been on my list for a while of how to effectively say to someone, are you going to hit a rock? Okay, then then do this instead. Yeah. So, oh, geez. It's from first edition, because um, I had the AI on paper and I was using it, um, and somebody did develop, like, the YT2400 AI and so on and so forth, and I was trying to practice my list against an ai and i like i wasn't getting there i couldn't go to the store like vassal and tts weren't really a thing at the time so i was like i need to practice so i built an actual ai for one of my ships which was the yt2400 and i was like i just you know i know how to maneuver my other two ships i just need this one to act independently and so when it actually decided to move i would place you know little dice in the range and zones to where rocks were that way we would avoid those maneuvers entirely and it actually made for a very good ai to where it if it knows where the rocks are and you tell it hey 
don't go here, and that's going to minimize the chance of that maneuver coming up, then it all of a sudden makes for a very much different AI, especially. Um, I also built in the fact that it would change speed. So it would either run, it would engage, or it would just, you know, drift around the corner or drift around the edge of the table. So it's like, that's what's so crazy when I'm talking to someone who's developing this stuff. It's eventually, it might get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> where all of a sudden you, you you have an AI on your phone and I'm just pressing a couple of buttons and bam, all of a sudden this AI is doing something I did not see and most human players might not be able to see. I really love that, just like kind of blocking off the like the quadrant effectively of like, hey, you can't go here, so don't do any maneuvers in, in this area. Um, that's super effective. I, I don't know how I would incorporate that into the app directly, but I'm I'm already kind of thinking of where we could add in you know, this is where the enemy ship is, and this is where uh, an obstacle is. And it's kind of like an optional input. And, and that could really work well, because it just would never give you a maneuver that would overlap it. It would just give you one that works. Yeah, I, even then, like, it still sometimes can overlap an obstacle, because just like a human, sometimes it just guesses wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, this is now going to be a jump into another pond. Uh, Fantasy Flight Games in a, you know their last moments did come out with their own ai system um i've seen some feedback from you already but i would really like to hear from you directly what did you think about the ffg app for the ai the app or like their doc that they published the document i mean yeah <laughs> I thought they published an app and I didn't know about it and I was about no. to have a heart attack. <laughs> uh, my brain is just my brain just goes app AI paper it's all the same. Um, yeah, what did you think of their paper AI? I commend them on doing something that the community very clearly wanted. They are FFG has long been a company that like feels like they don't really listen to the players and they kind of do whatever they want. You know, playing Star Wars Destiny its whole life before it died. It really felt like they didn't listen, and anytime they gave us a nod or anything was always really awesome. So the fact that FFG like sat down and really took the time to come up with something that works for every single ship, I, I really applaud that. I'm, I'm impressed that they did it. I think the execution was that they released a beta, but they didn't call it that. Like they didn't, they didn't tell people this is still very much a work in progress. They marketed it like it was version one. And I think that they set expectations a little bit too high because there are definitely a lot of rough edges around it. The core, I think, is pretty solid. I don't think it will, you know, is as good as Flight Group Alpha, to be honest, but it does a lot of really interesting things really well and really simply. But then they just throw that huge, like, table at you with all the different options. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going cross-eyed looking at this huge table. And it's like, you realize really quickly why individual ship ai is way better yeah robert i want robert give your opinion of the ffg app or ai sucks it's <laughs> stupid it's moronic. You know, this dice and what is this dice doing and is it which is this and it's like yeah no i'm not playing it yeah i we found it very easy to get around uh oh yeah once you got behind it, that was it. Your that thing is not moving anywhere, other than the direction it's going. They then switched it 180 in the next version, 
but then it was just doing K turns in the corner for no reason. So, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once we got the system down, it was very simple. You know, you roll two dice, and I knew exactly where it was going to go. But um, unless it, it it didn't like you had to set it up in those random spots on a map. You couldn't set it up on a board edge and play a game against it. It just did not work. Um, it only worked when the AI was randomly set up on the board because then one would turn in and joust you, the other one would flee while you chased it, and then that's all it did. It just kept circling back on you in a, in a big circle, and hopefully it would just kill box you at some point. Um, but I Yeah, mean, they... Go they, ahead. they uh, I feel like they had they really missed the mark there by polishing it just like a little bit more and those type of problems that you run into were, were so common where it was just like it was so far doing the same thing over and over again or just way too easy uh the, the what i do really what i did really love about that and i would love to incorporate in some way is the i forget the word that they used but like the not behavior but what if they were being aggressive or defensive what did they call that uh the uh, not the mood uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Attitude. Attitude. Thank you. The attitude, I thought, was really innovative. And I thought, I don't know if they executed it perfectly, but to add attitude to a campaign, you could have all crazy sorts of different new campaigns where you have one ship attitude is like defensive or just trying to flee. And, you know, the point of it is to go and cut that ship off, you know, before it escapes and, you know, jumps to hyperspace or something. And you have like three other ships around it that are very aggressive. And I just feel like there's a, there's a lot of opportunity you could play around with where a ship's attitude changes during the game, or it goes from defensive to, to more aggressive throughout as the, as like the, the rounds ramp up, like there's so much opportunity there that if I were to redo an AI from scratch, like totally from the beginning, that would be some core mechanic that I would probably add into it because it feels like there's, just a world of opportunity that it, that it opens up. Yeah, I think I can't remember where or when I thought I asked you at some point, like that was always my one thing with the original AI is it always just screams in for the joust, no <laughs> matter what scenario you're going for. And that, so when people would ask for uh fly casual help, they're like, I can't beat the AI. What's the problem? I said, just don't set up across from it. You'll be fine. If you mm-hmm. set up on the other side or in a corner opposite of the AI, it will try to turn into the rocks instead of just straight up jousting you. And most of the AI lists are just joust lists. And all of a sudden like, Oh my God, I'm winning. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) And I was always thinking, I would wish there was a way to set up in the AI to where you could roll on a chart and it'd be so it would be as simple as, okay, instead of it being at range four this turn, roll, uh, you know, an attack die. On a crit, it moves at range one this turn. That's where it treats the the enemy pilot, and that way it moves at those slower speeds instead of just straight-up jousting. And that, and all of a sudden, FFG was like, yeah, no, attitude. And we're like, oh, that's it. That's the stuff. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think attitude is, is like the key to a AI version two or something, where you have a, a very dynamic opponent that changes their behavior throughout the match and different ships can behave differently instead of just flying kind of in swarms. Well, swarms isn't a good example because that's like a term, but like instead of just all doing the same thing because uh, they're targeted on the same enemy. So that would definitely be where I would get started. Hmm. And 
The other thing that they did have that I liked was the if there is a rocket range one in the bullseye, it performs a barrel roll so it doesn't go through that rock next turn. Yeah, the that was pretty clever. It's, it feels so FFG. It's like, if you're in this exact same situation, we have a perfect solution for it, but anything else, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Is it is it just outside of range one in the bullseye? Yeah. Oh, okay. Rock next turn. We don't yeah, care. You're hitting that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like could, so, couldn't something else? No. Okay. No. Rock. Here we go. So so Joe, I, I'm gonna guess that you know you're you're an X-wing player for the most part. Uh, so is there- I would I would actually. Until about a couple months ago, I would have considered myself a Destiny, Star Wars Destiny player. But that game is no longer with us. So it's it's complete. You're fine. You can buy yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You can get lots of it now. Full playset, right? <laughs> I love that. That's like getting a car with three wheels and just saying, no, it's complete. You're fine. Where's the fourth yeah. wheel? There is no fourth wheel. It's complete. It's complete. Yep. I don't want a car with three wheels. I don't care. Take it. Okay, so so you're primarily a, a Destiny player, and and I guess you 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 do like X Wing. I mean, you understand the, the the grips of the game. Are there any other games that you play? And if so, are you also thinking for AI for those? I haven't developed any AI for other games yet, but I'm definitely always thinking about it. I recently got into playing more like co-op campaign type games like just like board games um with my wife so we we played uh ascension no not ascension um oh i can't think of the name of it right now but it's like a two-player deck building card game where you fight against the computer the whole time effectively you know and it's it's all an ai based on a deck of cards and that really inspired me that an ai doesn't have to be this like tree or graph like could you just have a couple different piles of cards and, and draw a card from each of these to see what the computer would do or what the enemy would do? And I started messing around with like incorporating that into it was Destiny at the time and, and seeing how that would work, but I never really made it too far into it because it just there's so much playtesting involved in starting an AI that it's it's a little overwhelming to think of doing a you know trying to work on a second one at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying to build one for the new Street Fighter, the miniatures game that just came out. And it's that's where I went with. It's four piles of cards, and there's four different styles of attacks. And then you just have a figure that moves on the table, and you just have it to where you roll a die to see what attack it is, and you have to either block or guess what that attack is. And if you guess correctly, you counter it. If you block, you hopefully roll better dice than the opponent. And then... It, can move after picking its attack so that the attack succeeds it's it's a lot of fun building an ai from the ground up um i mean you've said you've built ships from the ground up i mean how much fun did you have planning those out exactly it's like i feel like there's two big parts of of like ai development so to speak um and you know, this is from my very limited experience with of this of course but there's like the core development of the rules and like the structure and you know this is where we're talking okay you have the different ranges you have the different kind of pot um slices in the pie where an opponent would be and those are kind of all the core the core mechanics of it 
Then you have like the individual customized components. And that's where you talk about, okay, this ship needs a, its own particular version of the AI. And this ship needs to do these particular actions. And those feel really, really fun because you can kind of incorporate the the spirit almost of the ship. Like, okay, this this ship really wants to joust and like get in your face and, and do, you know, range one attacks, right? So we can do a lot of like really aggressive, you know, movements towards the towards the opponent and a lot of like, I'm going to stress out getting there, but then I'm going to blow you up. Or this ship really wants to hang back. And I don't know, maybe this one wants to do like a, a turret type attack. So it needs to only be next to it. And trying to incorporate all of that really makes you have to talk to a lot of people to say that that are specialized in that ship and and learn from them. How does this ship really react? Like, how would you describe the play feel of this ship? And and that's a lot of fun because you you learn a ton about the game that you just never thought was even part of it because maybe you didn't focus on those ships. And yeah, it's it that that part is really fun to me. Where do you see AI for let's say X Wing? In three years, four years. That in three or four years, there's the flight group alpha group and the you know the Hotak version two group has either extended to where they are the same entity and they're putting out you know one group one side puts out content and one side is putting out the AI because I feel like there's a really big divide not a not a negative one but there's a divide in that a lot of people really like and care about the maneuvers of the ship and how they work and it being as tough as possible and realistic as a human opponent as possible. Then there's the other half that are like, I want to do like escape the Death Star mission. I want to relive something from the Star Wars scenes. And they want to deal with the lore of Star Wars, not necessarily the X-Wing game. And those two people have very different needs and very different wants, right? Like one really wants a rock solid AI, the other really wants a lengthy campaign that they can build up their character and kind of RPG it. And I wish that those two, I hope that those two in the next couple of years merge into something that makes everyone happy with like the same program. So there's a rock solid AI that's powering a really lengthy campaign and everyone's kind of working together on it to not make like one AI, because I don't think that'll ever be the case or, or the right move, but everyone's kind of pushing the same, you know, pushing the same thing forward and we're all working together on it. Wow. Yeah. Well put. I would definitely like a consolidation of everyone working as it as one, because it's very frustrating when, uh, I mean, this is how it happened when 2.0 came out. Like you saw multiple mm -hmm. versions of 2.0 Hotak or multiple versions of the AI come out and you're like, but which one's the official one? And I'm making quotation marks. And everyone's like, well, there is no official one. They're not, they're just fan made. And it's like, yeah, but we'd like really someone to claim it as official, official. <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, 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 it's like fan art. You know, yeah. it really is. It's like, oh, I, I'm the official fan artist. Well, what about this guy? Well, he's not the official fan artist, but he's got more stuff than you. Well, that's beside the point. It's like it's almost as as if in in the X Wing world, or or you know, pick a a very popular game out there. It's it's almost as if there's a a secret culture that is just trying to improve upon the game for everybody, and. 
it's like, hey, I had this idea. This is what I did. And people go, oh, well, that's great. That's fantastic. And they, they get on board with that. And then there's this other guy who says, well, I'm doing the same thing over here. And, and people are like, yeah, but it's not as good as this one. And then he's like, but I'm the official. It, it, it almost seems like half of the people are, 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 are for this, this whole homegrown, hey, this is free. Use it. And the other half of the people are just like, oh, no, it's it's evil. It's bad. Use this. It's and it, it it's almost becomes a, a a horrible mess out there. And and for the most part, I see like guys like you that that go out there and and trying to to, to make something better for the rest of us. I, I absolutely love that aspect of of gaming. Do you ever get like negative feedback on what you've been doing by other developers or by people who are using your system or saying, you know, dude, this sucks. You should never do it again. Does that happen to you at all? I rarely get negative feedback on like the functionality or the AI or the app itself. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really great. Like it's it's a very positive community. People are really nice. People that email me, they're like, I noticed there's like something wrong, and they they report bugs. It's it's super helpful and just a really tight knit place. I do, however, receive a lot of hate for it being a paid app. <laughs> like a lot of people will email me and say, I can't believe this is a subscription. Why do I have to pay for this? Why is it not a one-time purchase? Um, I'll get a lot of negative reviews in the App Store. Like, if you look at the App Store reviews, it's like five stars or one star. One, five stars, this is a great AI, can't live without it. One star, I have to pay for this. It's a subscription. That's terrible. And it's a very divided community, but I don't think that's specific to X-Wing or the, you know, the people that use an AI. I think that's just people don't want to, people just don't like subscriptions, <laughs> to be honest. No, I'll take this one. Okay. For those of you who have sent him negative feedback on a subscription, you're sending him a message saying you hate paying. How much is it a, uh, a year? It's ten dollars a year. Ten a dollar, less than a dollar a month, and we'll we'll play in the arms of an angel in the background. For those of you who are really old, <laughs> you're messaging him on a phone that's seven hundred dollars or more. So don't come at him. <laughs> For asking for less than a dollar a month, for to, eighty-three cents a month, for yeah, for literally you being able to press two buttons for each AI control shields, hull, all you know, number of ships, its initiative, and anytime something new comes out, he is rushing to get it to you. It doesn't. It's not free. Yes, there are yeah. people out there who love doing this for free, and they're crazy. But you like it. It works. He's responding. If you want something that is treated like an actual app, because I know lots of apps out there that have never seen updates. They're garbage. They break down. They're not. Yeah. They, they don't even keep up with the updates that you frequently get for your phones or website websites. So you can afford 83 cents a month. I, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. It's, it's nice to hear that. And it's, you know, obviously the, the people that complain are the loudest, not necessarily the majority, but they are loud. So oh, it's it, nice to hear that it's, it's worth it for you, too. Well, you have Flight, or not Flight, you have Fly Casual, an amazing app that you can download for free. 
and you can play against the AI, but he has it to where you can donate to a Patreon. You know, I'm not going to blast him for wanting a Patreon because it's great to get funding. You want the app to be up to date all the time? I, yeah, throw him $2 a month. It's it's more than the 83 cents. And if that gets me into the room to where I can be like, hey, this is broke or, hey, what do you think about implementing this or could you include this? Yeah, no, I'll, yeah, absolutely. We were looking into that. Uh, thank you for your, your contribution, by the way. Oh, absolutely. And it, it, that goes for almost every other streamer out there. Dion himself, you've got, uh, whatchamacallit, the Hexiled Gaming. Like, you can subscribe, you can Patreon, even Fly Casual, or uh, not Fly Casual, yeah. Fly, the Fly Better Podcast. They have a Patreon because things cost money. <laughs> yeah. And this is a way to help with that. And I agree wholeheartedly yeah, to charge it. people. We have a Patreon. And I mean, it's like, <laughs> we're so thankful. I mean, I, 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 I honestly, when I, I say this from the bottom of my heart, I am so thankful that there's people crazy enough to who who want to listen to us to to give us money so that we can improve upon what we're doing. I mean, the 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 way that you know your your patrons or or your customers who believe in you enough to give you ten dollars a year or or dollar a month or two dollars a month or five dollars a month or whatever they're doing for you it's such a wonderful feeling to know that there's people out there who really appreciate what you're doing and it just makes us want to work harder and i'm sure it makes you want to work harder. i mean you want to make sure that you're putting the best ai out there i mean it's you're you're for each person that does it it's ten dollars in, in your bank account but it's ten dollars that allows you to have the time to do what you need to do and that's that's a, a, I just think that's a wonderful thing. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. You and, have my support, Joe. Thank you, I appreciate it. You know, it's also only seven dollars into my account. Apple takes thirty percent, but that's oh, besides those the bastards! <laughs> Apple is anyhow. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I I set it I set it as a dollar a month, and you get a discount if you do a whole year. And I set it at a dollar a month because that's the lowest that you can pick on, on iTunes and the App Store. And I was like, this is feels reasonable. And I know a lot of people are going to get it and they're going to be excited and be happy and think it's a steal. And other people are going to complain. And that's the way it is with subscriptions. And that's that's kind of the, the path that I've chosen. So maybe it's not the most lucrative path, but it does. The, the reason that I chose subscriptions over one-time purchase is because of exactly the reason you just laid out. Knowing that someone is interested in this thing enough to continue to pay me every month is the type of motivation, is the type of income that I need to actually continue to support this. Look, this isn't paying anything of mine. Like, I, this makes me very little money compared to like my actual consulting business, right? <laughs> but it's what motivates me to continue working on it and to get, add a new ship as soon as it comes out and tweak the AI when something's wrong and fix the bugs when they come up, and hopefully you know, get the Android version out and running and, and do the same thing on Android. I, could, I can guarantee you, if you're anything like us, we've been doing this for, oh God, what, three years? Our Patreon has never been better. Our, you know, subscriptions, uh, we have started uh, monetizing on one of our YouTube channels. I, I gave my information over to our accountant and he's like, what type of business is this again? <laughs> <laughs> 
like oh well we we make you know altar cards but we stream we you know we're we're content creators and he goes okay well yeah we we don't have to declare any of this <laughs> you don't say <laughs> really <laughs> so yeah, uh, go ahead yep I'm, I'm, i hear you <laughs> yep. i don't think any of us are, are doing this to become rich i mean i i really don't <laughs> you know I, I I I think we we do it more as a labor of love and 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 you know when people throw us some money it's just well thank you and whatever you know for for us with Patreon for with our with our patrons you know we throw gifts back at them you're throwing a good quality product at an unbelievably cheap price. And they should be happy, and and I would imagine the people who are spending the money are happy, and the ones that are going, hey, it's too expensive. Well, forget them. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll say, lastly, is Joe, if you're anything like Robert and I, you were doing this as a pet project, and then it got really big, and then it got even bigger, and you're like, holy crap, this is taking a lot of time. And then your wife said those magic words. Well, might as well start making money off it. Then you're like, challenge accepted. A very similar conversation happened in our house. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. literally what happened to us. They're like, where our wives go, you're spending all this money. You're getting nothing out of it. Why don't you make some money out of it? And we're like, okay, we'll try. And all of a sudden, things are things are growing to where, I mean, again, <laughs> not making any profit. But at least we can show our, I've made two bits, mom. What do you think? Yeah. I have two shillings. Yeah. Can I go down to the chemist and get a sweet? You know. Oh my god. And and I know here in Michigan I had that conversation. I know in Massachusetts you had that conversation. And obviously in Austin, um, you had that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know where in the world we were when it happened, but it definitely happened about Probably, you know, a month before the uh, version 2 was released. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you see, people, it. if you want to blame anything, just blame wives. They're the cause of all the things. <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, why is there a patron? Because the wife wanted you to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because mama wanted a new purse. That's why. No. Yeah. If we're making 50 cents, our wives are spending 1200 So... Yeah. <laughs> With that. Oh, do we have any other questions? I I don't have anything uh at, at all for Joe. Uh Joe, do you got any questions from us? That would be different. So when you're using like the AI in the when you're like DMing. Yes. What um is there anything that you like really wish the AI did like total fairy tale you could you know wave a magic wand and it does something that's totally crazy and probably would take years to implement but what's like something that you really wish you could do quickly with the app um well i, I my 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 dream bomb dropping yeah I, yeah of course the bomb dropping um i definitely uh, basically being able to change the colors of the ships I know that's so petty, or at least number the ships so I can tell which one is which. That would like be the only one of the critiques that I have uh, currently. 
because I don't think there's so any change the, change the numbers from like the ones that they're auto assigned. So like I think there's one, there's two, there's three, because I'm adding chips right now. I'm literally I'm in the app, so let me add another B wing. Does it tell? Okay, so there is a one and a two. Uh, you already have that in there. Yeah, it would just be the coloring, but that's the thing. They're already numbered. So I wouldn't want you to add colors and numbers, but that's just me <laughs> because I'm so used to working with colors because TTS assigns them colors, not numbers, technically. Oh, okay. Um, but that's, no, that's real. That's interesting because I could do like colors instead of numbers, like as an option. Oh, see, you're already amazing. That's what I love. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are. That's the other thing. There's first and second edition in here too, not just second edition, which is even crazier. Uh, you have versions for Flight Group Alpha, 2nd Edition AI, 1st Edition, and Ground Assault, FYI, people. Ground Assault. Oh, yeah, Ground Assault. Oh, man, I got reached out to, I, I'm forgetting their name now, but the person who developed Ground Assault was like, hey, I made this whole AI for ATATs and ATSTs and ground speeders. Could I, you know, could it be included in your app? And I was like, oh, my God, yes, definitely. Like, <laughs> that would be amazing. And released that within like a I don't know a couple of days because he already had all the or they already had all the packages set up that the AI files for me ready to go. And oh that was so exciting to have that turnaround and be like, yeah, here you go. It's ready. Um, you know, included in the subscription. You're all good. Oh, absolutely. Um the like you already have to where I can track shields and hull. That's beautiful. Like the only other thing, and this is so petty, if I could swipe right and it would copy the ship. If you hold down on the ship. <gasps> and there's duplicate. You see? Oh, this is why we there's did the secret, episode. There's a secret feature. Oh, see? There we go. See? Look at that. You have everything. What more do I need? <laughs> <laughs> perfect. That's the perfect answer. We're yeah. good. We're done. <laughs> it's over. Break, Break yeah. everything down, people. Let's open a beer. <laughs> have a good time now. I mean, because you also have, I believe, epic ships in here. Uh... Let me double check. Oh, maybe you don't have epic ships in here. I think oh, no, there is. There's a the Corvette. Yeah, you already have the transport, the Corvette. Um, I, I might flip it back on you. What would you like to add to your own app that you just can't right now? Uh, so my, my biggest want is the Android version because there are so many people that have been, you know, asking and waiting patiently for the Android version. I just... I'm not an Android developer. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's taking a long time. I have to learn everything before I do it versus like I do iPhone app development and, and web development like full time. So this this was a little bit more natural to me to build it, the one for iPhone. But Android yeah. is a whole other can of worms. And I it, it's a slow progress. And I wish that I could kind of snap my fingers and be and be done with it and, it and it be in your hands. But it's just taking a little bit longer than. than and usual. I'm the guy that's waiting for the Android because I'm not uh, an Apple guy. Patrick is the Apple guy, but he does most of the DMing. In fact, he does all of the DMing for us when we're doing flight group alpha and for all of that. So I don't need it per se yet, but you know, once that comes out, yeah, I'll be dropping $10 a year because shit, it's $10. I'm sorry. I, 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 I gotta say it. God's sakes, there's people that go to Starbucks and drop seven fifty on a fruit fruit cup of coffee and they can't drop ten bucks in one year. Please, <laughs> morons. Oh, I'm not opinionated. Oh, I'm not or yeah, you're not grumpy either, remember? 
<laughs> oh, shut up, Patrick. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, mercy. Um, I don't know, Robert. What would you like to see out of the AI? I already said I. I just the I bombs. Think just the bombs. I, I really would. Everything that I saw that we did to the guys in Flight Group Alpha has been working. Yeah, you know, I've I've, I've got no no major issues with that. Um, now that you know the AI is better than some of them, it's even better, and I really enjoy that. Um, but yeah, the the only thing I I would like to see is is the the ability to drop bombs. I think. That is something that would cause all kinds of things to go higgly piggly, and I think it would be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, Joe. If you created a bomb AI, and it it actually it was like good, it wasn't perfect, but it actually created at least a scenario to where we could say, oh, I could see why it would drop a bomb there, but it was a bad decision. There's no way I would go that way ever. If it was a human, it would know that. But then all of a sudden you saw that implemented immediately in fly casual. Oh, that'd just be a tip of the hat. That'd be like, oh, <laughs> you did it, man. That's the whole reason why yeah. I think fly casual just falls just short. It You can equip bombs to AIs, but it literally does nothing with them. Hmm. It, well, it, it holds them when they explode. So <laughs> that's fun to watch the explosion part, you know. But yeah, no, that's 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 literally the only thing that I would have for you, Joe. Cool. Yeah. Well, bombs and Android and uh, colors instead of numbers. Keep yep. those in mind. See, I don't yep. don't change. Don't take away. Don't take away the numbers because then people are going to be angry and be like, "Why'd you take away the numbers?" <laughs> I'll get used yeah, to the numbers. Because <laughs> remember, <laughs> you know, fifty percent of the time they're happy with you. Yeah, and fifty percent of the time they're not happy with you. <laughs> so no, you're, you're never going to be right. You're always going to be wrong. <laughs> so that's what, what what I've discovered. Wow, that was quite interesting. I still prefer the human compared to the droids. A little easier to communicate. For ways to improve the droids. Better human interaction, tactical enhancements, and multi-ship interaction. I would be welcome to a more personal droid. One that could handle the needs of a pilot on longer journeys, if you know what I mean. Uh, we do have Guri models available. Just make sure you don't correct them when she calls you Caesar. Uh, how much are they? Uh, only 9 million credits. And that's my cue. Come on, Clint. Man, thank you, Joe, for coming on and answering all of our ridiculous questions. And I guess we had a few good ones in there. It was it was great to be on. Thanks for having me. This was a uh, this was a lot of fun. Yes. Well, oh, we, oh, go oh, ahead, Robert. We're still thinking with us, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I Because people look at us and go, "Who who are they?" That's not true. They everyone knows who we are. They just don't like to talk about us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Oh man, oh, Joseph, thank you so much for coming on. It has been a real treat. Um, if you would like to stick around, uh, we're gonna pull a topic out of our rebel helmet and talk about it. 
because, I mean, why not? Let's spice things up just a little bit around here. One topic. One topic. I'm a pull. One topic. Let's do it. All right. You know what? I, we drew one earlier, people, but I'm going to draw a different one. Let's draw a different one. Because I have a whole helmet filled of stuff, and I want a better one. All right, here we go. Ooh, okay. This is a good one. Do you feel guilt for playing other games other than X-Wing? Are you asking me? I'm asking all three of us. Okay, I, I will start. Not no, but hell no. <laughs> Life is too short not to play other games. There's, there's, I'm a big World War II buff. I've got lots of World War II games. I love aliens. I love, I love zombie side because I like to hold a chainsaw and cut up zombies. Uh, the Godfather. There's just too many games out there that it's, that I'm going to be, oh, I'm just going to play X-Wing. I'm not going to be an X-Wing snob. There's more games out there that I can enjoy. I, it cracks me up. I mean, it's great to be loyal, I guess, to to something, but you're kind of limiting yourself, in my opinion, to to what is out there. I mean, there are so many other games. I mean, you and I, Patrick, we play other games. Oh, I mean, we have to. I don't feel like I'm cheating on my spouse, <laughs> you know. When 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 we're playing, you know, oh, I'm married to X Wing. I'm not married to X Wing. I'm I'm married to gaming. I like to to play and have fun. That's just. We did a show called Married to X Wing. <laughs> yes, we did. That was one of our episodes, literally. All right, Joseph. Uh, while you're making love to another board game, do you think about X Wing? Well, I'll answer that question as yes for sure. <laughs> But to answer the topic question, <laughs> um, I think I, I mean, I, I totally agree there. There's, there's really not much more to add to that. It's like X-Wing is just one of many games that are really fun and exciting. And maybe if I was like to get into, get back into like competitive playing again, I would probably feel a little guilty playing something else because it feels like almost like wasted time. But the competitive scene right now and how I look at competitive board gaming is just like not a priority by any means. It's like so much better and so much more fun to play casual and just throw a list together and, you know, try something on TTS or even better set up, uh, you know, a campaign and do a co-op or whatever. So yeah, I would much rather play a board game than nothing. And if it's not X-Wing, that's totally fine. There's plenty of other board games out there. Oh, yeah. I used to be a competitive player. And now I have zero desire to do it anymore. I still I feel guilty when I play other games. <laughs> do you really? Oh my I, god! I literally, I, I've just, I've said this. I live and breathe X Wing. I have so much of it in my house. I like I did the 40k. I did you know uh, Magic the Gathering, all even Dragon Ball Z card collecting game. As soon as I found X-Wing, I was like, this is it. This is this is the game that I'm going to be playing the rest of my life regardless. And it's even when I'm playing like tanks or aliens or, or whatever, I'm like, oh, I could really play some X-Wing right about now. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting here in my office right now, Patrick. And I mean, I'm looking around in my office. I've got Wings of Glory, Memoir 44. I've got 
Red Dragon Inn. I've got The Godfather, Memoir 44, uh, some three different card games, Senshi, Bowling Dice, World of Tanks, Aliens, Spartacus, uh, Zombie Side, Prison Outbreak. I, I, <laughs> I've got just shit on my walls here, and this isn't even my game closet, for God's sakes. I've, I, I've got so much. I mean, I still play Monopoly with the family or Payday, or sometimes Life, and we play it on the board game, and we still do that. I it's, don't know. It's all to me. See, I've I've done so much to play the game because it, when, you, when you get a new game and you don't have time to play it with your friends, the first thing you want to know, is there an AI for it? And X-Wing had that. And then it's like, I really like playing the the, the events in the 206. I really wish X-Wing had more than that. Guess what? There's so much more to X-Wing than just the 206. And it's like, it's got that too? Yeah. And then it's, oh, well, there's like millions of podcasts out there. Everyone's streaming it. There's so much content. Everyone's making all dark cards. It's Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. And I'm just like, I could be playing X-Wing all day, every day. I, other games are great. They're good. You need breaks. I really wish the community would, you know, take hold of that in the summertime again, please. <laughs> Because sometimes we do need to break from X-Wing. But I I do feel guilty when I play other games. And I it's just one of those things. Because I think X-Wing is just... It's in my it's in my programming. It's, you know, the, the, the primary core coding of my gaming abilities that have now branched out into everything we now play. And I now think it's just... Everything's just... Huh, you know what? This game could use an AI. I wish it would have it like X-Wing. Or, you know, this could be so more expansive. Like X-Wing. Like, that's it. Everything just is now compared to X-Wing. It's the girlfriend that just dumped me, and now I compare everything to her. Yeah, and, and I went from being a, a an X-Wing snob uh, to being a, a free thinker, and let me try this game. Let me do this. Let me try that. And uh, I'm playing more Memoir 44 than I am X-Wing right now. Yeah. But, you know, four months ago, I was playing more Ward C. I was playing next week. So, you know, Joe, when you're not playing Destiny or X-Wing, what are you playing? Card or board games? Card or board games? Ooh, that's a really good good distinction there. Um, Most of the games that we've been playing, like I said earlier, have been these, like, co-op battle-type games. And one of the big ones has been Aeon's End Legacy. Okay. Are you familiar with that one? I have seen it, but I am not familiar with it. So it's a deck builder co-op against, you know, an AI or computer, whatever you want to call it. And you are like a wizard, you know, trying to gather up your powers. It's a deck builder that is legacy, which makes it very interesting because you don't build up your deck. You build up like the the store or the market that you buy your cards in every game. So you have to really think about each one that you add to your market because it dilutes what you're going to be able to buy from versus what you're going to be able to purchase in the next round versus what's powerful. You have to worry about your ramp. It's really, really well done. And the campaign is really exciting. Okay. So it's, so it's more on the the living card game side. It is definitely more living card game than like collectible because it's, I don't even know if there's like a competitive version of it. Okay. And and so you play other games, which is cool. You know. So 
Patrick, two of us are right and one of us is wrong, and one <laughs> is wrong is right. I mean, I have a, pro- I definitely have an addictive problem. I, I could admit that. That's the first step. I don't want to make it past step one. That's my problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it's like, oh, gee, do I really need that game? No. So what do I do? I buy it. I yeah, exactly. Now it's, do I need that ship? Who cares? It's X-wing. Just buy it, and so I buy it, yeah. and now I have it shelved. <laughs> it's there when I need it. <laughs> I mean, I bought The Godfather simply because you could dump bodies in the East River. Boom. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. You can do that without the bo- without the game, Robert. I mean. Okay. But this allows me to do it multiple times and not get caught. So, I mean, <laughs> but, you know, that was like, literally, that was why I bought The Godfather. Because I thought that one mechanic of being able to dump a body in the river was, the, was one of the best things since sliced bread. Uh, well, now we have Spartacus to where you can just, you know, pimp out your horrors for coin. Yeah, well, I, I showed that to Andy tonight. <laughs> By the way, Joseph, <laughs> we just unboxed Spartacus. Nice. I have no idea if you've watched that show ever, but it's a good one. Uh, I'm not familiar, but any new board game I get excited about, so. No, oh, it, it's it's the arena except instead of being a gladiator you're one of the houses that controls a section of basically uh gladiators and slaves you basically have to build your house to gain enough initiative or um not initiative um what, what's the word i'm looking for robert uh influence thank you robert influence. <laughs> you build enough influence to basically rule the entire arena and so you can gamble on the gladiator bets. You can use your slaves to basically barter, steal, uh, launch schemes against your opponents, and barter, gam. Like, oh man, it, it's just yeah. cut, cutthroat, basically, is what and, it is. And what I thought was going to be, you know, it's just a quick little board game. No, mm-hmm. this thing is deep. <laughs> you know, you're looking at two to three plus hours to play this game. If you if you want to stick with the like gladiator arena theme, I just got the four glory Kickstarter finally. Oh yes. Have you yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun and like I love the theme. The like tokens are actual like metal coins, which is a lot of fun to throw around the table when you buy stuff. But like, you know, same thing, deck builder, one on one fighting two gladiators like to the death in the arena. It's it's also it's a blast. Yeah. Like I say, there's just too many games out there. I mean, it's 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 the the community of X-wing when you go to a tournament is is fantastic, you know. And especially at the end of the 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 night when you go to the bar and you grab a burger or mac and cheese or whatever you know thing that you're gonna have at the bar and you have a couple of uh, barley sodas and you you sit there and you talk about all the cool things that happened that day or all the funny stories. I mean, you're you're always going to have that with X-wing. I'm never gonna say that that's not gonna happen and. And, but I think that also happens with guys who are playing uh, Flames of War competitively at the big tournaments. You know, they're going to their bars too and having a good. I think it's a whole gaming community that is one of the better things about what we do. I mean, when you look at hobbies, this is a pretty easy hobby to get into. I mean, it's 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 
it's a board game that you got to buy and you got to put some time in it to learn how to play the game, especially with the games that we're buying. We're not buying Monopoly. You know, we're not buying a $12 board game from Meyer. We're spending upwards of 60 or more dollars to get a good core set. And then there's the expansions and everything like that. We're paying, you know, upwards to collect a whole game, three to $400. Yeah. And if you like what you bought, (laughs) you know, and, and it, and, and you look at that. I mean, when you really think about it, it's as, it's as expensive as golf. <laughs> you know, uh, it's as expensive as playing hockey, which is stupid expensive. Uh, you know, any organized sport or anything like that. But it's the community that I think that all of us are able to really enjoy. And and just like with with anything, you know, hockey players will always hang out with hockey players, and X-wing players are always going to hang out with X-wing players, and and bowlers are always going to bowl. You know, but. <laughs> It's it's all a group, and, and everybody looks at everybody else like they're insane. And I think when we look at people who game, people look at us funny. It's like, oh, look at that, look at that bunch of nerds. I'm like, well, yeah, we're a bunch of nerds, and we can afford our hobby, so shut up. Yeah, wives included. They don't understand us at all. <laughs> well, I, I think my wife enjoys playing board games, but she enjoys Monopoly. She yeah. enjoy uh, life. She, but though she does like some of the card games, though she does like Red Dragon Inn, and she does like Dungeon Mayhem. There are some some games that she likes. Um, uh, if it's a if it's a strategy game, she's out. But if it's a good fun card game or or, or a simple quickie game like that, she's in. So. You know, it's to each their own on that. But at least we have some games that are common for the two of us that we're able to play and have a good time with. I'm convinced that every person likes board games, but a lot of people just haven't found the one that actually speaks to them. And I've worked, I've played with a lot of people who are like, oh, I don't like board games. And then we play something like, I don't know, Apples to Apples. And they're like, oh, this is really fun. Or, you know, the common denominator is usually like Cards Against Humanity, of course, right? Yeah. Like something silly like that. And it's like, oh, that's a board game. Like, that could be really fun, like, as a party game. And then you, like, introduce them to something a little bit more complex. And like, oh, wow, this is also really fun. I love introducing my friends who pretend they don't like board games. And then in, like, a year, they're playing Terraforming Mars with me on the weekend or something. Yeah. Ticket, yeah. yeah. T- ticket to Ride was the gateway for my wife. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. How many of those have you won against her? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know my if you would my wife is a supercomputer. I don't know how the hell she does it, but She's any game, any game that we play other than Scrabble, I stand no chance ever. <laughs> Scrabble, I can get her because that is you know quick math. I can you know put this here, gain twenty points, do build that. That I can do because that's strategy. Her phase ten, Skippo, Uno. No, I'm screwed. I've got nothing against her. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I agree with you, Joe. I definitely agree with you. I mean, there's so many games out there, and people just don't know what they like because they're just not playing a bunch of games. Yeah, exactly. I could talk for hours, but I think Joe has to go. <laughs> or at least he told yeah. me you only could do an hour and a half, so. I'm gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is dinner time on the West Coast. I know it's super late for you guys, but. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, this is lots of fun. Um, 
thank you so much, Joe, for coming on. I hope you had lots of fun. Uh, thank you for coming on and explaining the X-Wing AI app, which is available on iOS, soon to be Android. Uh, you're going to be announcing... Like, so where are you going to be announcing when this thing drops? The website has a mailing list, which I'll be letting people know through there if you sign up. And I'm also fairly active in the HOTAC Facebook group. Um, and I usually announce anything to that group pretty quickly. So those are probably the two best spots. And um, unless there's a, you know, a Discord that I should be involved with, then I'll invite me to that and I'll start telling people there too. Absolutely. I know we're going to share it on our Facebook pages as well because uh, people, yeah, I don't know. Feel free to use our Discord. <laughs> yeah, use our yeah. Discord, use our fa uh, Facebook pages because for some reason the HOTAC and our Facebook, they don't normally mix so there, a lot of people don't see it until I post it over into Hotec and vice versa. <laughs> I don't know what. Like even when ships new ships drop, I'll paste it into Hotec and they're like, "Oh, new ships, really?" And it's like, "How how how did you not know that?" <laughs> it's like because all they do is they just stick with the Hotec. But yeah, we'll definitely be sharing that out as much as possible as well because people got to know. Um, other than that, anything else, Padre? I got nothing. Right. I got nothing. Joseph, thank you so much for 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 giving us a, a an hour and a half of your time, sir. Uh, it has been informative and a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. It's it's really been a blast, and I really appreciate the support, especially with the whole subscription rent. <laughs> oh, absolutely, anytime. Like we'll we'll do it next episode too, just for good measure. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, because you know people are idiots. Oh God, and yes. To say that. Yeah, well, you can say that here all you want. Yeah, it's our show. We can do that. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, you know, please like, subscribe, or whatever Podbean or your iTunes or whatever the heck how that works. And if anyone listens on iTunes, leave us a thing because we have no idea how many people listen through iTunes. It doesn't tell you. Don't know why. Um, and if you want to join our Patreon, you're gonna head Damn over it. to what? What are you talking about? No, they Oh, no. thanks. Uh, head over to our Patreon, Recon Specialist TV. Um, trust me, it's not just throwing us internet dollars because we have amazing gifts every quarter. Uh, not only that, we also review The Mandalorian. We review Star Wars movies. I know Robert and I need to do the next movie because um, I've already done so much research on that nonsense, but it's so much fun. Uh, also, amazing things that are coming down the pipe uh, I'm not going to spoil them now. Also, we didn't invest any of the Patreon dollars, uh, but we did do something big. Uh, and I do mean yeah. big, like 75-inch big. It's very, it's very big. <laughs> and I built a table around it, and it's going to be... It, it's cool. a TV. It's a TV built into a table, and I'm going to be able to play Digital X-Wing on a TV flat. We'll see where that goes. I have no idea. Um, and then, <laughs> aliens <laughs> exactly um please join our facebook pages uh recon specialist tv and also rex Beck x-wing miniatures you can go over to our two youtube channels it's uh, recon specialist tv and also sling paint uh you can go over to our sling paint or i uh, know sorry you can go over to our recon tokens page any type of game that you want, any type of game that you need, you can buy tokens for. Even if you don't see it, you can email us or contact us and we'll create a token for it or tokens for your entire game. Um, custom, uh, personalized, 
anything, uh, check out our page also. We've got so much new stuff on there. We've got keychains. Uh, we've got token holders, token trays, templates, yada, yada, you name it, we've got it. And eventually we're going to be adding t-shirts for the kitties. Uh, yeah, if you can dream it, we can do it. Exactly. All right. This is Patrick Patrick. And this is Padre saying, see ya. And game casual. <laughs>